Narad Bhakti Sutra. Now, we are doing chapter 1, the first sutra. By the way, these sutras are just one line. One line. Hmm? The first one says, Now, therefore, the doctrine of devotion we shall expound. Narada is saying, I am going to tell you what exactly is this doctrine of devotion. Before I introduce you devotion, let me tell you there are many paths of reaching the divine. The, one of the paths that are mentioned is the Sankhya Yoga. In the Bhagavad Gita it is mentioned. The second one is called Karma Yoga. Third one sometimes is referred to as the Raj Yoga. And the fourth one is called the Bhakti Mark. In most of the cases, Sri Krishna says very clearly that the easiest and the simplest path for anybody to reach me is the path of devotion. I think we should accept this as a statement just like that. Because Sri Krishna is saying these words, so it is very, very important that we accept it. But then is the path of devotion so simple and easy as it looks? You see, Sankhya Yoga requires you to study so hard, follow a particular path, do your sadhana, keep plodding consistently, never lose the footing, so on and so forth. <clears throat> Karma Yoga, second path, is equally very tough. Why is it tough? Because for everything we want payment. Everything that I do, I want to be paid back in something or the other. We don't do work just for the sake of doing. Even when a mother makes some of the very good dishes for her children, she expects a smile on their face. Or she says, at least you should say that how this particular dish was. Isn't it? People have this great Understanding that they are very much in love with their spouses, their family members and so on and so forth. Do you think there is no expectation there? Try to get angry one day with the husband or the wife. Say something very nasty. Say something that you don't look good today. Just imagine what happens to that person. You have had it. Am I not looking good? What do you mean by that? You understand these kind of sentences will keep on popping up. And the person will say, I don't want to talk to you. Go and find somebody for yourself. Wow. Just because that person said that, oh, you don't look good today. Or if the husband says to the wife, my mother used to cook better than this. Why don't you stay with your mother? Why do you want me? These are called expectations. On the path of spiritual, there should be no expectations whatsoever. If you think that there is a fruit called realization somewhere up there and you want to go climbing to that fruit, you are going to be thoroughly disillusioned. Because if you are doing your sadhana, with the intent of reaching realization, it is not unconditional. Now put conditions in it saying that I want to reach this destination or this particular goal. And when you do that, 
it is with expectation you want rewards and you want payments this is something which we cannot have in spiritual take the case of buddha or jesus christ or krishna or ram or any of the great people that we know about nobody had expectations buddha never said that i expect you to do this for me if buddha gave somebody an advice he never expected that person to pay him or something like that sai baba he never said that i want this or i want that yeah in his case he would say give me 20 rupees <laughs> sometimes he would say give me 5 rupees give me 20 rupees and he would take that money and give it to somebody else what these sages and saints do is very peculiar they are trying to remove your karma from you they don't want money to be kept for themselves by the way so i hope you understand this in karma yoga you cannot have karma yoga happening to you because very simply you want repayment everything needs to be paid back there is nothing free there you are not offering anything just like that and the person is saying okay i'm happy with it no way something has to be given back but this is a time for retrospection also what exactly are you doing with your life isn't it so we are very fortunate that we are doing this very wonderful text called the narad bhakti sutra and narada says that we are going to expound on this i have given you the various other paths some people say that there are some other paths if you go to the essential text called the bhagavad gita which i think is the sum total of all the vedas and the shastras it is a very compact version of it krishna is not talking too much about any other path besides these two first two that i mentioned he doesn't say that you can reach some destination by means of some other yoga the breathing exercise is a normal thing you do your breathing in a very regular manner are you not breathing just now yes meditation yes of course meditation is trying to connect with your own self this is what everybody understands but if there is some other path which other people are dishing out i really don't think they are mentioned anywhere especially in the bhagavad gita neither are they mentioned in any other scriptures which are profound like the bible for the christians i don't think it is mentioned anywhere that you can do any other path but one path which is mentioned everywhere everywhere believe me this path is mentioned absolutely in every scripture in the bhagavad gita it is mentioned in all our scriptures it is mentioned in the bible it is mentioned as the only path in the quran it is mentioned as the only path in the zendavesta it is mentioned as the only path and you can go to any of the scriptures you go to the guru granth sahib also the path which is mentioned is called the path of devotion i don't think anywhere it is mentioned that you can do some kind of a yoga or some kind of an activity and reach some destination if it was there then i think the bible would carry it don't you think so there are a billion people following it there are a billion people following the quran you think it would not have been mentioned over there but they are very clear in mentioning the path of devotion and today we are going to give an exposition on the path called devotion only